To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Welcome. Well, come in. Let's put on the show. Your cadaverous pallor. Aloha. Betrays an aura of foreboding. Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now, ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Welcome, my friends, to the most spirited season of them all. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> the 999 happy haunts and I are ready to materialize for a spectacular celebration. You never know who will drop in. After all, this is Halloween! <laughs> Welcome, foolish mortals, to another Halloween episode. <laughs> Today, we are joined by not only myself, David, Inthia, and Susie. Hello. <laughs> Harmonies. <laughs> yes. So we have a full house today, and we're going to talk about Halloween. <laughs> Insert sound effect. Oh, yeah. you should do the spooky Halloween music. That oh, yeah. I'm the sound effects guy over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know what? you know what's funny? I just, I was looking up those toys uh, last night listening to that sound effect. <laughs> the Dracula that like sits up in the uh, coffin. Yeah, and I still have that one. <laughs> I have that one at my parents' house for sure. That's Halloween. <laughs> That's the best Halloween sound effect. It really it's is. It's so ominous. It's Who so made fun. that? Is it music? <laughs> or is it a sound effect? We can loop it for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be playing all Halloween. <laughs> That's your alarm clock from now until. That's my voice if you have a conversation with me. <laughs> <laughs> Just opens his mouth and that yeah. comes out. <laughs> well, we should get started. Since we're gonna have a lot to talk about with Halloween. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat for Halloween. Better give a treat that's good to eat if you wanna keep life serene. So today we're gonna talk about Halloween and its role at Disneyland, along with different food offerings and different fall festivities that they have at the parks. Um, so I thought I would start it by talking a little bit about the history of Halloween at Disneyland. Are you guys okay with that? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Two thumbs up. <laughs> so Halloween has not been around the parks very long. If you remember growing up, they never celebrated Halloween. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't ever remember Halloween being a big deal at Disneyland. Yeah, do any of you? As a kid. No, no. Yeah, so Halloween didn't really become a big thing until... The mid-2000s. That's when it got really big. But I'm going to talk about the early renditions of Halloween with Disney. Not so much at the Disney parks, but it kind of plays into it, and you'll see. So, I don't know if you all know, but did you know there's a fall festival in Anaheim? Like as a local... A Halloween parade that they do? No. Yeah. Yeah. So in Anaheim, there is a parade that they do every year, and they've been doing it for a long time. It was originally known as the Anaheim Halloween Festival. Now it's called the Anaheim Fall Festival. And it's been going on since 1924. Wow. And guess who the original Grand Marshals were? People we would know. From the 20s? From the 20s. Uh, you would know one for sure, and the other one you might know. John Wayne. No. It's... Robert California. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're never going to get it, because that's nothing to do with Disneyland or Halloween <laughs> or California. <laughs> but, <laughs> Walter Johnson and Babe Ruth. Whoa. What? Why Babe Ruth in Anaheim? Uh, I don't know. Baseball. <laughs> Uh, you know, he was the biggest celebrity of the time, you know, sports celebrity, at least. And he came to Anaheim? <laughs> <laughs> he came to Anaheim. So, yeah, this parade's been around since 1924, and Walt Disney didn't get involved with this parade until 1953. Walt and his studio would help design floats, and in the 1953 parade, 
there was a Fairyland portion of that Halloween parade, and it featured different Disney characters such as Snow White, Peter Pan, and Pinocchio. Um, now, Walt's involvement with the parade was a big factor in him choosing Anaheim for Disneyland. Apparently, he already had Anaheim as a potential choice of where he was going to build Disneyland. You know, he had a, he had a few different places on the short list. And there's a theory that the city of Anaheim knew that they were on the short list. So they invited him to be part of this Halloween parade to kind of get him involved and see how the community works and all that. And Walt thought it was a good idea so he could see the inner workings of what the city is like. Apparently, that's one of the reasons why he was finally sold on Anaheim. Hmm. The year after the 1954 parade, Walt Disney was back and there was a Legends and Fantasy theme. Uh, and there was a Disneyland portion of that, and Donald Duck was the Grand Marshal of that year. Hmm. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Donald Duck, he's my little pal. <laughs> the next year, 1955, that was the first year Disneyland was around, and guess what? Halloween was on a Monday. The, the park worst. was closed. The park was closed. Wow. <laughs> so I think I, I think I read somewhere that Disneyland has been closed on Halloween eight times. I think I read that. I'm not positive if that's Fake true. Fake fans. But yeah. <laughs> Would that have okay? Because uh, event at the beginning, Disneyland was closed on Mondays, and then they were closed Mondays and Tuesdays. Oh, which meant the next year it was closed. Well, I don't know if I don't know when that took effect. Mondays oh, okay. and Tuesdays, but eventually it turned into that and. Sometime in the 80s, they got the uh, seven-day-a-week schedule. That's so recent. <laughs> so nuts. Surprising. <laughs> so, yeah, for the 1955 parade, though, uh, there was a Disneyland portion. There was a Disneyland circus wagon, which won an award. It won Best Horse-Drawn Float. I guess the horses drew it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Disney was with the uh, parade for many years. In fact, they still are with the parade today. They still help out and do lots of things. Then, you know, there's there's been certain parades where they've been more prominent. For instance, the 1964 parade had a festival of fantasy theme, and there was actually Tomorrowland, Adventureland, Frontierland, and Fantasyland portions of their float. In 1970, the parade promoted the Aristocats, and in 1973, Goofy was the Grand Marshal, in 1987, Cinderella was the Grand Marshal. And guess who it was in 1978? Uh, Pinocchio. Luke Skywalker. Mm. Mickey Mouse. Oh. <laughs> should, have gone, should have gone with that. Yeah, because the anniversary. That was oh, he 50, would have been 50 years. 50 years. Yeah. 30, 40, 50, 60. Yeah. 50 mm. years. 50th anniversary. Mm, okay. The Anaheim Fall Festival still happens today, and the Disney Company is still a big part of it. So go check it out when you get a chance. Have you guys seen this? We have not, but we have a friend that participates in it. Well, we we have several friends because they do like a little uh, marketplace right before it, like a little vent, like a little like a farmer's market. No, what am I trying to say? Flea market. Yeah, basically a little festival. So I think they have um, we've never been to it, but we do know some people that vend at it. I would assume that they also do like some food. Um, and then it'll wrap up and that leads into the parade. And so um, there are a lot of uh, community made floats. Nice. But we do know some people who help build the floats yeah. as well. Um, and they're really awesome. They're, we should they're do beautiful. It. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, we've never had a chance to go, but we, we no, really should. It's all done on that Saturday before Halloween, usually. And that's Which, why it's always so hard to go, because there's so many Halloween things to do. Right. And also, I work on Saturdays. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Disneyland itself. You know, Disneyland was always asked if they were ever going to do Halloween events in the park. And they always would say, you know, maybe next year, maybe next year. And in 1983, uh, the park spokesman, Bob Roth, actually said that Disneyland has conceded Halloween to Knott's Berry Farm. Oh. Because was, they were so big with were their they, Not Scary Farm. They were already doing Not Scary Farm. They were farm. doing Scary Farm since 1973, I believe. Oh, okay. So 10 years, they'd already been doing it. Yeah. So they, they let Knott's take care of uh, Halloween and we'll take care of Christmas. Oh, yeah, I guess, right? 
But um, I, I always like that because, you know, you hear a lot how Knott's and Disneyland work together. Yeah. And, you know, Walt would go to Knott's Berry Farm and, you know, look at the mine ride and get ideas. And they would, the two Walts would talk to each other. Um, but then in 1994, Disneyland had its first real Halloween celebration. And it was a promotion. It wasn't a big Halloween party event like you have now, but there was a, uh, a radio show that promoted this idea of people coming on Halloween and you have to show up in a costume before 8.30 a.m. and you would get into the park for free. Ooh. Oh, wow. And the place was a madhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was traffic all over California, all the way in San Francisco even. <laughs> What's all this traffic? Ah, we're in line for Disneyland. <laughs> no, but it, it really caused pandemonium, and uh, that's the last time they did that. <laughs> <laughs> but then the next year, in 1995, was the first themed event, and it was called Mickey's Halloween Treat. Uh, it sounds like it was pretty close to what it is today, Mickey's Halloween Party. There were... 50 locations where kids could go trick-or-treating and there was a kid's costume cavalcade and seasonal food items. So it doesn't sound like it's that much different. Sure. Mm -hmm. Except for it's an extra ticketed event now, maybe. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if it was ticketed then. Maybe. What year was it again? 95. 95. I think they did it in 95 and 96. I I think that it probably was included with your daily. I mm -hmm. don't see them ticketing yeah. extra in the 90s. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll, we'll have to find out. If anyone went to this, let us know. We would love to hear what the experience was like. So Halloween wasn't really around too much at the parks, but then in 2001, something new came to Disneyland. Welcome to our Haunted Mansion Holiday. The Haunted Mansion Holiday. The Haunted Mansion Holiday opened in 2001. We'll get back to that momentarily. California Adventure had their own Halloween time in the early days. Do you remember Candy Corn Acres? Oh, Candy Corn! Help you to finish it. Well, oh, that was where Bugsland ended up, right? I think there was some in there, but it was mostly the it main was areas. The entire like oh, then front I don't, area. No, I don't yeah. remember that. Like if you were like remember Sunshine Plaza with the big Yeah. So it was like a thirty foot candy corn. Like was, if it was a Christmas <laughs> tree. Yeah. So there was, was like a giant candy corn what? Candy corn acres. There was like so you would walk into the park and over the Golden Gate Bridge there would it would say Happy Halloween written on candy corns. Oh, and then that does sound familiar. You would walk oh yes, yes, yes. And there would be like a corn maze mm. and but then it was like a candy corn maze. <laughs> yes, this is all looking very familiar now. Yeah, there's like candy corns hanging on these uh What's the bridge? Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah. yeah. I did remember, didn't they change the A's in the California letters to candy yeah. corns? Yeah. And then Halloween? they gradated everything had the candy corn coloring mm, to man, it. Man, they really committed, didn't they? <laughs> they would have people dressed up as scarecrows that would um, hang around and they would talk to you. Oh and my I believe, gosh, believe I'm remembering there, this now. If yeah. I'm remembering and they had it at Disneyland too. Which they yeah, have yeah. now at Disneyland. Yeah. Right? But yeah. didn't it start, it feels like it started with this whole candy corn, corn, I would the assume so. situation. It's the perfect opportunity for mm -hmm. it, isn't it? I love candy corn, by the way. I think it's the perfect Halloween treat. You can have my portion. Yeah, all the candy corn for you. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't like... think I've had it in several years. So, uh, yeah, there was candy corn acres. So candy corn all over the park. And I bet Heimlich just loved that. In 2006, they did something very special that I was happy about. The Tower of Terror got a Halloween overlay. You were the passengers in a most uncommon elevator. That was my favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was so neat. They used to have these pillars near the entrance to the Tower of Terror area. And they had an archway that would hang over of bats. And then in the middle, it would say HTH. Mm-hmm. And then the Tower of Terror itself was filled with vintage Halloween decorations, which also makes sense because the story takes place on Halloween. Yeah, that does make sense. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Why didn't they just have that all year round? <laughs> Why wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, the archway, I think they only did it for one of the 
however many years. I think it was just one year. They did the projections of onto the Tower of Terror of like bats coming out of oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Stuff. I forgot about that. And, and then also gosh, the Gosh, what a great coast. park that used to be. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm looking through and I'm like, oh. Yeah. It was just so <laughs> charming. So and like, it was, it felt so innocent in the grand yeah. scheme of it. Like, like Disney just wanted everyone to have a really nice Halloween time. Um, I remember, didn't they have neat stuff in the gift shop windows too? Yeah. yeah. Well, they had that dress. Yeah. That beautiful pumpkin orange dress with little bats on it. Um, the uh, one of the things that I remember because I felt I felt very artsy taking the photo was um, they had on the light posts outside they had these banners mm, yeah. for um, Tower of Terror, but then shooting out from them were um it was stained glass in a cobweb um kind of design but you'd only see it if you look down at the ground because oh. if the sun was shining through you could see it was um like a green and purple oh. color and it would and i remember it was one of my first feet photos i put my feet there and i took a photo and i felt so proud of myself it was yeah so those, good. those are really neat i remember that so then the next big thing, really, to come to the parks for Halloween was Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy. <laughs> Ghost Galaxy came in 2009. Uh, it premiered at Hong Kong Disneyland in 2007. And Ghost Galaxy, I think, is really good, actually. I know a lot of people aren't terribly crazy about it but i like it a lot i think it's a great halloween overlay no it's terrific i love it i love it so much so interesting so it started in hong kong in 2007 when was rockin space mountain uh probably around 2007 so okay because i i always thought ghost galaxy was like oh what do we do with what we did with sort of rockin space mountain and make it better and so that's why I always thought Ghost Galaxy had come from. Yeah, I love Ghost Galaxy. I especially love the part where the, the ghost is chasing your car. Yeah. I will say I almost prefer the outside. I like the outside of a lot it too. More than mm-hmm. the inside. I, I I agree with that too. The outside is the best part. I, it's, I love those projections so much, yeah. especially once they started nailing down um, pro- mapping, digital mapping. Yeah, that was I like the first so real good, good example of mm-hmm. the, pro- yeah. the digital mapping. They're starting they're to fade though a little bit, aren't they? I feel like it's not as pristine as it once we was. We didn't go over we there didn't see it yesterday. Yeah, last time. We haven't. Well, we didn't see it yesterday when we were there, but, but the remember last year we saw it. Mm. It was. It's not as bright as I remember it being. Maybe they just need to change like a bulb or something. <laughs> well, isn't there the whole thing where they didn't put up those OSHA rails, so they haven't cleaned the outside of it for like three years? Uh, so yeah. maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> maybe. Good power. They're projecting housing. onto a big gray <laughs> screen instead of a nice white one. <laughs> So right now, that's pretty much the big Halloween attractions, uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday and Space Mountain. There's another one that I will not mention. Uh, someone else could say it if they want. Is it oh, in Guardians Frontierland? of the Galaxy oh. Breakout? I was like, what kind of weird mind thing are you saying? I'm like, do you want me to cry over some goats right now? Like, <laughs> you're just so bummed out about the goats being no. gone. No, there's no. No, that section was so awesome because they had all those carved pumpkins. Uh, and you yeah. got to see all of those artists doing it. And it was yeah, I yeah. that corner too. Yeah, it was great. It was really, it was a nice, Thunder like, Ranch quiet barbecue. and just, Sorry. Yeah. This is... No, 100%. We're there with you. <laughs> we used to watch the running of the goats, and the last one that we did, I was just like, this is really bumming me out. This is upsetting. Yeah, the the Big Thunder Ranch was really special, and it I felt like it was the most Halloween thing that they had there. Yeah, I definitely love that aesthetic of Halloween, that, like, mm-hmm. turn of the century style that they had yeah i missed that a lot it was there until 2015 i'm not sure exactly when it started it it had only been like three years or something when they had the big festivals where you can meet the villains and have all the activities but they always had decorations Mm -hmm. for a long time um but yeah that was really special um and then uh the other thing to mention is the Halloween parties. Now, I told you in 1994 and 1995, they had their first versions of the party. And then in 2005, they had Mickey's Halloween Treat, uh, 
which then became Mickey's trick-or-treat party, and now it's Mickey's Halloween party. So the name kind of changed throughout, uh, but it was but Mickey's Halloween treat. It was at California Adventure from 2005 to 2009. Isn't w- it Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween for a little bit, too? That's in Florida. That's in Florida. Oh, I guess not, I thought it was the same name no, here. No, they're I not named so the same. Too. I thought as well once, and then I was very much corrected on that especially if you join any of like the facebook groups and stuff whenever you see people talking about it they don't mns yeah i'm like there's so many i'm like uh just say the whole thing yeah so uh, i went to the california adventure one did you i did my you did too yeah with my friend she dressed up her child as a chicken we had a great (laughs) time nothing's funnier than a two-year-old chicken did you go on tower of terror Probably no, because I was probably with a kid. 2005 to 2009, it was at California Adventure, and then it moved to uh, Disneyland. Initially, I think for the construction of Buena Vista Street and the whole yeah, uh, that's right, California Adventure 2.0, and it stayed at Disneyland ever since. Which, I which I think is a better place for it. I like, but I don't know. I mean, now they're doing some really good stuff at California Adventure, like Buena Vista Street for Halloween is really good. Yeah, it's looking incredible. Um, I love what they like really plussed it up last year. That was the first year, right? Of them doing all the feel the like headless that. horsemen. Yeah, yeah. With all those beautiful purple lights and they changed oh, yeah. the music at night. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it just looks so good. Well, at this point, you want to talk about some Haunted Mansion? Sure. So the Haunted Mansion holiday has been there since 2001. And to me, it's it's my it's my favorite of the special activities. Me personally, I think it should be more of a Christmas attraction, but I still love it even at Halloween time. Let's what hear you, a little about it. What do you what? mean it should be more of a Christmas attraction? I feel like the Haunted Mansion is... Halloweeny enough, so I think Haunted Mansion Holiday should be there from November to end December. Do you think that Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Mm. I was thinking about that the other day, and I, I guess it's it's it's, probably, it's a Christmas yeah, movie. I think it's Christmas. Yeah, because yeah. Jack has just finished Halloween mm-hmm. and he's taking on Christmas. Yeah, 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 but. I still think it's a great overlay, and it's one of my favorite things. Tell us a little about it. So the Haunted Mansion holiday started in 2001. Um, Specifically, it opened on October 3rd, um, and it's based off of Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas movie. um, And the basic setting of the entire attraction is the story of Jack Skellington who then you just know as Sandy Claus because he's taking over Christmas at the Haunted Mansion. And he ends up just wreaking a bunch of chaos and just sending the whole thing into whimsy and fantasy. Sandy Claus. (laughs) So originally, um, the Haunted Mansion holiday was, it spawned from the idea of they wanted to do a seasonal overlay to the Haunted Mansion based off of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Um, But they, I guess, realized that they didn't want to put Santa Claus in such a, like, unsettling unsettling, uh, situation as the Haunted Mansion, as well as um, the setting of New Orleans Square Square. just doesn't make sense to just have Santa Claus kind of show up. (laughs) Um, So uh, from there, they moved on to the Haunted Mansion. And the Haunted Mansion holiday also... Is kind of the leftover idea of a Nightmare Before Christmas dark ride. So the dark mm. ride originally was um, you were going to be in a coffin sleigh and you would go through Halloween Town. You would go through Dr. Finkelstein's um, laboratory. Or laboratory. And then you would go <laughs> into Oogie Boogie's lair, which I thought would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there you would end up in a graveyard um, that's covered in snow. Um, and so those maps of a, a drawing of it actually exist online and it's really awesome. Where would this have gone? Um, I don't know. I didn't really, I may have stopped reading before then because <laughs> I actually got really sad thinking that we didn't get a dark ride that was Nightmare Before Christmas themed. 
so the ghost host is uh it's all new voices because the original ghost host was no longer with us by that time so um, paul freeze who passed away in 1986 so uh the ghost host is uh currently voiced by Corey burton and then um they had to do all new visuals for madame leota um as well as new voice recordings so visually they ended up using her daughter who is also an imagineer um kim irvine. so kim irvine yes um who her mother her mother was uh leota tombs um and then the voice um is done by an voice actress named susan blakesley on the 13th day of christmas my ghoul love gave to me 13 rings of power embracing strength that never ends and then oddly enough which i found so uh jack skellington and oogie boogie are voiced by the same actors who did the voices in the movie awesome um uh, sorry going back to what's her name susan blakesley blakesley um so the original voice of Adam Leota is Eleanor Audley, mm-hmm. who is also Maleficent. Uh, now, mm. this voice actress, she does Maleficent also, right? She does any of the voices, it seems like, that were oriz- originally done by, by Eleanor. Eleanor. Ah. Yeah, so she um, cause she also, so she did Maleficent, um, Madame Tremaine. Uh-huh. And then, did she do Corella DeVille? I don't think so. Well, this so, woman does Corella DeVille, so I was like, maybe they're, the, I don't know though but she does do um pretty much any because she does pretty much an uh, eleanor impression so um they had her come back or her record any of um leota's um lines um and then sally is not voiced by Catherine o'hara she's voiced by um someone named kath susie Catherine o'sara Why did she do the voice, I wonder? I don't know. I was really kind of bummed out, but maybe she just wasn't available that day. So uh, there's been a few changes since the original opening in 2001. Originally, the soundtrack was uh, done by a gentleman named Gordon Goodwin, um, and he did a more morose, slower version that also incorporated um, some influences from actual uh Christmas music as well as New Orleans Square. So there is like a very jazzy uh, Christmassy type of music that he did. And people really felt that it was kind of out of place in certain parts of it. So in 2002... By by the way, um, that original music, you could also hear it in other places in New Orleans Square during Halloween and Christmas. Like uh, they play it at the French Market as background music, or in today the Haunted Mansion shop. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's not completely gone from no, the parks. No, 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 just it's not. not. So in 2002, John Dabney um, went ahead and um, they signed him on to incorporate more of Danny Elfman's original score. And I believe 2002 is also when they started putting in all the Christmas carols. Um, and you and you would see scrolls of them outside, and you could sing along. And then, oh, sorry, going back to the first year, there was a lot of screaming going on. <laughs> so there was a lot of you were prompted to scream. So if you watch some of the videos online, it's just people <laughs> shrieking outside well, of the haunted mansion. That was one of my favorite things that they used to do. Um, that first year, they used to have the ghost host on a speaker that would talk outside. Once you pass through the mansion doors, you may hear many sounds, but there is one in particular that we ask you to listen for. Ready? You may find it familiar. After you hear those familiar notes, everyone is invited to scream. Let's try it together, shall we? Our friendly ghosts will join in. And don't be shy. Just scream like you want to wake the dead. It was very much like being prompted by the ghost host, um, which also carried on into the ride. Was that only the first year that they did that? Yeah. I don't think I went in 2001. 
And sometimes when he he would give another speech too, and when you're waiting for the cue, they would play uh, Small World instead. Yeah. And he'd be like, that's really scary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it sounds How so familiar, familiar it is, but yeah. I don't remember that. I mean, I, w- I didn't go that year, I don't think. It was it was intense. <laughs> and it was also, and so like the music would prompt that even in the ride. Yeah. And so and I think hear. a lot of people would would forget to, and you'd hear that one lonesome scream, or then everyone <laughs> would remember, and you'd hear everyone screaming. Right. And well, those cues are still in the ride because it's yep. in the yeah. stretching room. And I'm just gonna start screaming now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Please don't. But everyone, <laughs> everyone do does that. scream at that point anyway. Oh yeah. Annoyingly. Very. Oh, it's so loud. We'll teach it to Wesley. Um, so in 2002, uh, they ended up revamping the music, made it more tied into the movie. Then people were able to have that um, musical cue to call back onto. Um, and a lot of people responded to it much more. And then after that, they've pretty much incorporated um, both of them. And then in 2003 is when Oogie Boogie took over the mansion. And um, there was... The ad the the music now that's at the end where he's like pulling the little lever with mm-hmm. the that used to be what was in the attic. Oh, so right. when you'd go into the attic, it was just like chaos. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you remember what was in the attic the first year? Well, I, um, the first year. Well, the first year is when they had the hundreds of little monkeys with the symbols clapping. Oh, oh yeah. And then the second year, I think. They I think they were there, but they weren't clapping anymore. No, because that was chaos yeah. also. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then the bride was definitely taken out of. Yes. Like, I was like, oh, maybe we'll, I'll see the old bride. I mean, she's taken out now also. But even the older bride, she was completely removed from there. Yeah, they. that's where they put the snake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, they changed the attic music, as you said. I like the new attic music better, though. It flows. It flows better. For yeah, sure. that Oogie Boogie music would just drive me insane, I think, right there. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. But um, with that, the original ending of the attraction was the ghost host um, pretty much finishing off the story. May Jack's ghostly presence now follow you home and stay in your heart where'er you may roam. For now you know what happens when holidays meet. You might get a trick or a holiday treat. <laughs> so the original ending for the first two years was um, Lock, Shock, and Barrel cutouts. Mm. Um, and then the, <laughs> uh, I believe the the Hitchhiking Ghosts would be in the car with you, at least for the first year. So they were still there in the mirror. Cause, no, oh no, right. it was Lock, Shock, and Barrel. No. What was it? They were like boxes, like ghost presents. Oh, oh. but that was original. Where Lock Shock, where Oogie is? Yeah, it was, it was Lock Shock and no, 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 in, no, oh, okay. Lock Shock and Barrel. Okay. In the mirror, and they were, the they were looking through a window, a circular window, which they also made into ornaments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around them were the presents that you would see in the attic, also. Mm. Yeah, and that so in the mirror, the ghost host says at that point, he says, "Jack's ghostly presence will now follow you home." There you oh. go. Thank you. Look yeah, but you are correct in Lock, Shock, and Barrel being in the window in the Tokyo version. I've never been to there. So speaking of the Tokyo version, the reason that Tokyo has it is they asked Florida if Florida wanted to take it. Also, Florida said no. And they sent everything to Tokyo. Well, that's too bad for Florida. They really well, messed up on that one. It makes sense because it's uh, the Tokyo mansion, at least on the exterior, looks just like the Florida mansion. Yeah. Um, so since the first year of the mansion, they've always done a unique gingerbread house every single year. Um, they've only gotten bigger and better. But somehow um, they usually call back to the actual mansion being involved in it some way and that's all real gingerbread which is amazing yum now is the gingerbread smell real yes i believe so. i don't know actually i, didn't I mean it smells like that. gingerbread it smells like it. <laughs> um so in 2003 um oogie boogie took over the haunted mansion is all decked out for the holidays in the spirit of christmas halloween style Becoming the Haunted Mansion Holiday with a frightfully fun, creepy new house guest, Oogie Boogie, Jack Skellington's nemesis from Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. 
Come see what it's like when holidays collide in the Haunted Mansion Holiday at Disneyland Park. And that one involved like a scavenger hunt to look for Oogie Boogie. So he, there was a topiary outside. There was the little Oogie Boogie with the little symbols. Love him. Um, and he was everywhere around that ride. And that's when they introduced the giant Oogie Boogie animatronic at the end. Oh, such a good animatronic. Um, yeah. I remember you used to get a map. Yes, you did. Um, I still have some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing that they've also done is they've incorporated um, Frank and Weenie. They did a promo tie-in where they put um, the dog Frank and Weenie. Um, I don't was that his name before he became Sparky. Sparky, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, they had his little tombstone outside, and it looked like it was dug up or something. Mm-hmm. That was neat. That was it. Was a great little. I think tie-in. they should always have. They that should thing. always they have should. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you remember the? Uh, the year they did the uh, 13 weeks? I do, because it was the giant Christmas card in the loading area, and every week, one of the... Oh, it was like an advent calendar almost? Yeah, yeah, essentially. So there were these giant presents, and they would open up. So now what we see is what that what that was leading right. up to. Um, the first two years, what it was was a giant Jack Skelling... Uh, Sandy Claus with some presents and I think like Beryl was floating away with some sort of like balloon. I remember he used to hold like a big card open that would say like Merry Christmas to Scary Christmas. Yeah. So they took that same banner and then they added all the little presents to it and they all opened up so you'd have to come back. Right, so now you see them all moving and all that. It would be one of those each week. And they had pins that also came out with that. So I have um, the Sally one and the um, the mayor one. What year was that? That they thought it was 2002. Oh, okay, early on though. I was like, I only remember that being there. Well, because I feel like it was before Oogie, no? Mm, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. Mm, I don't remember. But it was early in the run, like yeah. I don't think I saw it until 2004 or 2005, maybe. And then, so in looking it up, um, I ran across some really weird stuff that I just was came out really unexpectedly. In 2003, they put together. It seemed like it was a cast member after party situation, and it was called Oogie Boogie's Boolesque Show or Ooh, Review. Um, not as titillating as it sounds. Uh, it was more like a review, and so um, like they would take characters that were influenced by the movie, and they would sing very contemporary songs like from the 50s. Well, I'm going to say contemporary, but like from the 50s and 60s, um, and they would do little skits to them. So I watched a, a bit of that, and it was actually emceed by Ken Page. Um, who is the voice of Oogie Boogie. And um, the really awesome thing about it was that they made the stage look like Oogie's lair. Mm. So it just had all of the dice and the big wheel and all of this other stuff. And there was a live band playing. Was this in the mansion? Um, No, it it seemed like it was a little too big for that, but it seemed like it was near it. And then the other thing, the first few years of it, they did some panels and they would actually sit and talk about the ride oh that's fine um, where was that i again i don't know on disney property of some sort these videos are so old and they're well, so not telling you anything <laughs> do you remember maybe for like the first five years or so they used to have merchandise events every year the haunted mansion yeah, holiday now that you bring it up yeah, like you'd yeah. pay a hundred dollars to get an opportunity to buy stuff oh my lord so um, in it, you have also like uh, Scary Teddy is a callback to the Raven in Haunted Mansion. Uh-huh. So he's everywhere. Um, another thing, I believe the giant ice sculptures that are in the graveyard scene were originally supposed to blow out like cold air and sort of like, I don't know if some sort of snow effect or I something. I thought that was the rumor. Yeah. But they never, they've yeah, never done I think that. From what I heard, they tested it out with some sort of foam or something snow Uh and it just would have messed with the tracks too much or something. Mm. So we just get to see them still. It'd be great if they blew out like cold air. I think that would be fun. Or like uh, the cryo uh, fog, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah, that would be awesome too. The Haunted Mansion Holiday. I love it. I love love it it so much. Um, It it did originally, again, it started in October. Oh, and so then um, all of the big updates that we pretty much are used to now, like when when it first started, it had that giant Jack Skellington head Mm -hmm. in the stretching room. Um, 
everything was updated for the 13th anniversary uh, of it. So um, it got a whole bunch of new effects. And then last year, it got two new residents, mm -hmm. um, Sally and the Hatbox Ghost. Well, that was great. Uh, does anyone else have anything to add about Haunted Mansion Holiday or, or any Halloween events at Disneyland? Uh, well, one thing I was surprised neither of you guys mentioned was the Halloween tree, which debuted in 2007 and, uh, in Frontierland. And Ray Bradbury himself was able to attend the dedication. That's right. Mm -hmm. And he was friends with Walt himself. That's right. Yeah. The Halloween tree is a good book. I've read it. Um, located really close to the Halloween tree is the Dia de los Muertos celebration mm -hmm. in Frontierland, right. which started in 2007. Um, and I think it was just so well received. Um, and It's too bad it's so small, though. It is small, but it is very appropriate yeah. for it. Because I think that if it were bigger, it would kind of take away from that. Mm -hmm. But now that they've incorporated Coco, and I'm really glad that they didn't take over the stuff in Frontierland. They mm -hmm. just did it. Ha and it has its own situation mm -hmm. in California Adventure. I think it's super appropriate be, uh, for that because um, Coco is such a beautiful movie. And yeah. I think that they're really doing... I haven't seen the new show that they have, um, but I it looks awesome from what I'm seeing online. Yeah. And I'm trying not to look. Well, even the like, ofrenda that's over there, mm -hmm. just all of the offerings that they have and it is so well represented over at dca and it's much more interactive it seems like in mm -hmm. dca which i think is more appropriate just because um that area in frontierland doesn't lend itself to too much space mm. yeah. aside from getting your face painted which it's last i checked elementary yes the best <laughs> thing ever Free. Um, <laughs> i love it mm -hmm. you know i did want to mention now that we're talking about the halloween uh events and stuff um for Mickey's Halloween party, uh, I just want to talk about real quick the uh, parade and the fireworks show. Mm -hmm. Now, they have special parade and fireworks that you can only see if you go to this event. It has a floating zero, and it has a giant Jack Skellington head that kind of takes you through it. Now, it's based off of the one that used to be at Disney World. I think it's a different one now. Yeah, but Disney World is called Hollow Wishes. That's the one it's based off of. Is yeah. it with the ghost host still? Uh, the ghost host, no. <laughs> okay, I think they changed it, but it was called Hollow Wishes, and it was the ghost host narrating the whole thing. The first year of um, the fireworks, they were included with your daily right. admission. I remember and that. And I remember sitting and watching it, and I was so bummed out when the next year they were like, this is part of a ticketed event now. <laughs> it was so upset. All of my friends, we were all just livid about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is the second year, I think, that they've had the Headless Horseman here to start the parade, which I love. Yes. Which was taken from the Disney World version. Third year? Third year. Third year. Because we didn't go to... Did we go last year? We saw him, remember? Yeah, we did We didn't, go last, we didn't year. go last year. We went the year before mm. that. So it's the third year. The of Boo that. to You parade. Which is great. It's so Amazing. Good. It's so cute. Yeah. Don't they ever worry about ruining the street with those shovels? <laughs> <laughs> I always do look, especially around Halloween time when they're doing it. And I don't know. It's There's scrapes. nothing, yeah. 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 But what I'm talking about is during the Haunted Mansion portion, they have butlers with uh, shovels and they scrape Main Street. That's and they really sparks. go at it. Well, on that note, you know, we we could talk a l so much more about Halloween, but I do want to make sure that we do talk about the uh, offerings that you could get during the fall season. Yum, yum. Uh, yeah, all the different treats. And also, I think you get you can get some neat uh, collectibles with those treats, like popcorn buckets. And I wish we tried more. That. So we went to Disneyland recently and tried a bunch of these treats. So let's all talk about some of the treats we enjoyed. So we, we've only been once since it started. and As of this recording. As of this recording. And um, there's... We tried a few things. The first thing that we did was we had the slow burning mac and cheese cone from the Cozy Cone Motel. Um, and that was um, very delightful. The official description of that one is fresh cooked pasta with spicy red pepper cheese sauce topped with crushed chili cheese puffs and served in a bread cone. Chili cheese? Whatever. They're spicy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. They're crushed up. Um, and it tastes like spicy nacho sauce um, that's over this macaroni. And uh, the actual cone, though, didn't have any real flavor. It was just alarmingly black um and i did think <laughs> yeah. that it might benefit from maybe being like a pumpernickel or a garlic bread or mm. something yeah. i think that if you're just gonna keep going crazy and then i just felt like it didn't there wasn't enough like residual cheese in it to make me want to continue eating the cone mm. part yeah. um but robert ate it he got down and his whole mouth turned mm. green and black <laughs> well the, the macaroni and cheese part was good though um, but yeah, I really do recommend it. I like that one. And then we went over to Flo's and we picked up the pumpkin um, spice shake as it's named here. But over there, it's named the pumpkin pie shake. Um, and I thought that was great. It was um, perfectly sweet for a, uh, a shake. And it had a little bit of pumpkin spice in it. And it came with some graham cracker pieces. And I thought it was um, super delicious. Just I really wonderful. Um, and then we also picked up the pumpkin tire light up straw. <laughs> it was uh, it just is a little pumpkin tire that uh, lights up and it's actually rubbery. So it's very appealing to hold. There's something <laughs> very nice about it. Yeah, I so, like that. Um, last year, though, we did try the pumpkin bread pudding and the bacon cheddar ale soup. And I don't remember enjoying both of them. Well, I remember when we had the bacon cheddar ale soup last year. It was basically cold. Oh, yeah. Like served cold, or you just got it cold? We, they gave it to they gave us an old one. It's not supposed Ew. to be cold. Yeah, there was something up, but we're we're willing to try it again. Sure. Um, this year, just because we've heard a lot of things about it, some good things. Um, and also, just a note: the spicy pepper jack dog. Yes. Um, we looked at the online description of it. And it doesn't sound, I was like, is it a hot dog? Is it a piece of cheese? Yeah, is it like know. a cheese on a stick? And it says in it, it's like battered dog, I think, you know, whatever. Turns out it's cheese. Oh, oh it's like a cheese on a yeah. stick. Oh, I and like I cheese on a stick. totally gotten down with that. I'm not a big corn dog lover. <laughs> sure. But what, it, what was it called? It's the spicy oh, I see pepper it. jack dog. All it says is dipped in corn batter, drizzled with blackberry sauce, and topped with sweet pineapple salsa or seltzer, pickled serranos, and crushed cheese puffs. So this is my big chief complaint with the description of food this year. They're missing keywords. <laughs> they are. Because they should have put cheese in that. And then, well, they say, it over. And if they say dog, you assume. I'm going to assume it's a hot dog. Yeah. Um, and then, so this kind of goes to the another thing that we ate that I did not enjoy. And I know that I was being a little foolish with this. But the enchanted black rose mousse from oh. the Red Rose Tavern. When you read the description, which I took a picture of it. I got it here. Oh, go for it. The black rose dessert is black truffle mousse with raspberry compote and crunch center with the candy spider. Where was the candy spider? There was no candy spider. And oh. what is... And, Sand sorry, spider. Say the beginning Fail. part of that again. Black truffle mousse. What is that? Turns out <laughs> it is dark chocolate mousse, which I should have known by looking at it. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to think maybe you guys, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. A, maybe it's just a bunch of black dye on something. Um, <laughs> but it is a dark chocolate. And I um, enjoy chocolate in very limited quanti quantities, um, it turns out. Um, this I did not enjoy. Um, but I did try. I gave it one. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I think it's just, it's not for me. Yeah. I, I think, think a lot of other people are going to love it. Pe yeah, people that like chocolate, I think, will like it. It's very chocolatey. We tried the Fire Dragon Tacos back in DCA. And that is pork belly tacos with kimchi slaw, Korean barbecue sauce, and sriracha crema. Sriracha crema? Crema. crema. It's crema. crema. And crema. sriracha crema. Um, they had such potential, but the one thing that they forgot to do or just didn't do is they didn't heat up the tortillas, and the tortillas were like straight out of a refrigerator. It's fold. like sushi. Ew. The rice is important. Yeah. The tortilla is important. Yeah. And the taco is a very key component. Yeah, and I, it was decent, but the tortilla killed it. That that's sucks. the one thing because um, that pork belly was so delicious. Did um, it have crunch to it? It a did little crisp. Not. I mm. wish it did. It did a did little it? bit. The slaw on top. Well, well, no, but I'm talking there about like the little belly. burnt ends or oh. anything. No, uh, no, so. it didn't. No, but 
um it was very like i saw like big pieces of fat on top and i was mm. like okay this is gonna be weird no perfect the texture nice. was very mm. pleasant um the slaw in it was delicious um the crema was good um you don't like slaw? i don't like kimchi oh i i didn't mind it it's but i mean it's theme park kimchi it's not right, like yeah. your neighbor dug it's it up like out of their, like, yeah <laughs> pretty much i mean on in all honesty because it's different if like my friends were to make it you know in their backyard and they're like i dug this up this morning we're gonna get down and i'm just like let's do it you know um it's very much like it's one of the things i have to remember this is a theme park so they have to um while they can explore different foods, they do have to also cater to a large group of people. Yeah. So I take issue with this. It's so interesting because he and I had this conversation because I was super excited. One of the offerings at uh, Bengal Barbecue is a spiced spiced ham, ham musubi. musubi. Mm-hmm. I like how they can't use spam, by the way. They can't. <laughs> and so, yeah, Dave and I had this conversation because it's like... Eh. But that's where they're getting it wrong. Like, you either do it or you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're so afraid because they have to cater. Like, pe- it, spam will freak people out. But yeah. the reality is, is that's what you're basically trying to recreate. And you can't with without using spam. And now I don't even want it because I've heard it's been served cold. Oh. Um, yeah. Which really? musubi should not be. No. Uh, served cold. I mean, it can be good. It's like pizza. It has its appeal, um, like, the day after. But... On a normal basis, at its peak, it's got to be warm and... Fresh rice. Yeah. Now, does Spam but stand for spiced ham? No, no, Spam is Spam. I have had Spam be all of my life, and I love Spam. I don't care that it comes out of a can. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's like soul, it's like comfort food for me. Yeah. Because I grew up on it. Um, but when I started to hear that, I got kind of like just turned off by it and um even last this last trip to disneyland david's like oh do you want to go try it and i was kind of like no don't even like want it but i really do think i should try it and hopefully yeah, we'll now get- you have to with fall treats uh you had some stuff david oh yeah so we went uh as soon as we got to the park we got there a little late we were already hungry for dinner so we rushed over to the plaza inn and we had the main street mickey's pound cake which it's funny that they don't mention on here that it has like a cinnamon apple compote. It it well, was the most appetizing of them all. It looked like a pound cake with poppy okay. seeds on it. On top it on top of it with it was a green frosting with a white chocolate uh, photo of I guess Minnie Mouse it yep. was I ate oh, it I didn't pay witch. attention and then uh, by, <laughs> we all took bites and we said this is delicious it was very cinnamony and then way at the end I said whoa this got really sweet and there is the smallest dollop of apple and cinnamon compote underneath the pound cake <laughs> um, so right at the end it was a little too sweet but the rest of it was delicious yeah it was good yeah I didn't think it was too bad but it was very cinnamony. Cinnamony. Yeah, it was a surprise cinnamon situation. But yeah, this is the that's yeah, a little that's lady. It. And then after that, we went. We had stuff at New Orleans Square, right? That's right. We rushed on over. First of all, who who told them in Julep Bar they could stop serving <laughs> iced coffee? Iced coffee. You know who it was? It was probably Starbucks. Because I think I haven't gotten iced coffee there since mint Starbucks. Because juleps and but. beignets go so, like m- mint. And powdered I, sugar complement each other Norman so well. Square is only as big as it is. <laughs> <laughs> they got to jam it all into one place. But uh, so so yeah, we went. We were like, oh, let's get some iced coffee and some pumpkin what's, spice what beignets. You, what's the no more iced furrow? coffee there? So we got some pumpkin spice beignets. Uh, and while we were waiting in line, first of all, the whole queue situation is new. Had you guys seen that before? Where they have the checkout stands next to the Majula pickup windows now? We I feel like it's been that way for a while. The oh, last, okay. Our last visit, I noticed it, but then it's changed since our last visit until to this weekend where it kind of almost did that little very mini switchback situation. Man, let me tell you, that used to be <laughs> the most like low-key, I could rush in there and grab me an iced coffee with no line, and I was the mayor of it on Foursquare I went so often. That's how long ago. <laughs> but ever since then, it's just this most 
most popular area of the park. The restrooms are right there, and the lines between the restrooms and the mint julep bar get intertwined. And so we got the pumpkin spice beignets. While we were waiting in line, some girl walks by, and she said, "It's just a topping. They don't make it like they used to." <laughs> um, uh, I, we all ate them. I don't know. It tasted fine to me. Well, I gotta say, I thought there could have been a lot more flavor to it. Yeah. I think that they would have benefited from putting the spice in the dough because if you're, it's no problem to just make two different doughs. It tastes like almost more like gingerbread to me. It was, Mm -hmm. it was less, I think it was more heavy on the the nutmeg than it Mm. should have been maybe. Oh, maybe that's what it was. I will say I I loved the texture and how hot they were though. Oh my gosh. Oh, they were so hot. Pipe and fresh. And that was so appealing of like touching them being like, ooh. (laughs) Even the girl that was putting them in there was like, ow, 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 (laughs) burning her hands. uh, so yeah, we got that, and then uh, uh, right, <laughs> basically right when we stood up, we went right over to the churro cart <laughs> and got the pumpkin spice churro with the uh, cream cheese frosting, and that was delicious. Excellent. Um, I I personally don't love Disneyland churros. I I just don't think about that. I don't equate Disneyland with churros. Wrong. Many people do. Are you from Florida? No. <laughs> I think of popcorn. Uh, I don't. I, I think of churros. Um, no, but uh, but I prefer Costco churro. But I do like all the flavored churros that Disneyland's doing now. So, so I had one. I had the Maleficent churro on Thursday, mm-hmm. and I figured I'd get that because you probably wouldn't be into it. So it's a a churro um, rolled in crushed up Oreos with purple and green sugar, and you can add uh, a marshmallow dip. For a dollar, which, by the way, hey, wait, they didn't charge us for the cream cheese frosting. They didn't. No. Why no. doesn't it come with the marshmallow dip? Oh don't man, know. that's how they get you. I guess maybe some people don't want it, and maybe that's a way for, uh, for like, because if oh. I didn't want it, I don't want to pay for something. But I do notice that now it's a dollar to add it on. <laughs> but I figured, let's just, if I'm going to do it, let's do it. And so I'm not a huge marshmallow person, um, but it wasn't too bad. I feel like it would have been nothing without the dip. Mm. So that's why, yeah, I'm perplexed by why it's even. I wonder, because you said it's an Oreo churro. I wonder if it's like a, if the marshmallow almost makes it seem like the cream of an Oreo. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, it's like really nicely whipped and like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was good. Really quickly before we wrap it up. um, Let's wrap this up. But. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you. um, I just want to ask you guys, is there anything that is on the menu that you did not try that you're looking forward to. Yes. What, what <laughs> all, do you, what do you want to try? T- t- just tell me, each one of you, what is the one thing you want that you did not have yet? One thing? The spicy pepper jack dog. Um, I kind of want to try this firehouse chicken sandwich Ew. at Carnation Cafe. Mm. Um, I'm going to say this churro bite cereal sundae at Hungry Bear Restaurant. Sounds <gasps> pretty good. The, I have one for DCA too. Also, there's also a yeah. churro shake oh. at the Golden Horseshoe. Oh. There is, and it has caramel and cajeta in it. Ooh. So, which is goat's milk um, based dulce de leche. Oh, dulce de leche. But I do also want the pumpkin spice because I've heard nothing. Yeah, I want the pumpkin pie shake. shake. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, that's what it is. Yes. It says pumpkin spice shake here at the restaurant. It's a pumpkin pumpkin pie shake. Funnel cake fries, too. I'll give you David's answer. It's anything with pumpkin. Yeah, anything with pumpkin. (laughs) I guess that's why I chose the chicken sandwiches, because, like, (laughs) we've been talking about sweet stuff so much, huh? (laughs) Oh, I take back mine. I do really want to try the Halloween dessert trio from the French market, because that other dessert trio from last, like, two weeks ago snuck up on me. Key lime pie, so delicious. A little chocolate pie and a pecan pie. So right now I believe they have a pumpkin pie with two other things that I cannot think of off the top of my head. And (laughs) I want it so bad because I like tiny desserts and they really knocked it out of the park with that one during the summer. The description is worms and dirt. So that's like a chocolate mousse or a chocolate pudding. With gummy worms, right? Yeah. All right. Then salted caramel pudding. You look me dead in the eye and you say you're not into that. Well, that is like, I, I know you like salted I, caramel, but I just don't want pudding. Robert, this is Anthea. <laughs> and then pumpkin pie. Yeah. Well, well they got to get rid of the salted caramel pudding somehow. <laughs> just funnel it directly here. <laughs>
The happy haunts want to thank you for hanging around while we scared up a little Halloween fun. <laughs> we do hope you'll drop in again for another spooktacular celebration. Happy Halloween, everyone! <laughs> On that note, does anyone else want to say anything before we leave? Well, Susie, where can we find you on Instagram? Um, you can find me at a little sprinkle of Disney. Um, that's where I like to overpost, and I even there though have to feel like I have to hold back a bit. I feel like you don't post enough. I I don't know. That's what I created it for. Like I don't know what else I want it to be. I'd like it to be helpful and useful, and obviously bring a smile to somebody's face and. But I really should. And we all know where you can find Inthea. Uh, you can find me at This Little Disney Life on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find <laughs> me at Remain Seated, please. <laughs> well, you can find, yeah, you can find this podcast in uh, our blog at RemainSeatedPlease.com. We're on Twitter at Remain Seated Pulse, PLS. We're on Instagram at Remain Seated, Please. And we're on Facebook at Remain Seated, Please. I hope you all have a happy Halloween. <laughs> and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. <laughs> Real quick, what's your favorite candy bar? Uh, Snickers. Twix. Snickers. Mine's Crunchy Center. Yum, yum, yum. This Peanut butter. Yum, yum, yum. Honeycomb candy. Yum, yum, yum. Go trick or treat. Milk chocolate. Go. You don't like that candy bar. Fifth Avenue. It's delicious. He didn't even remember the name. Did you see that? In his head, he's all... <laughs> Fake fan. If you decide to join us, make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you. <laughs> there. That wasn't so bad. Was it? I'll see you all a little later. You may not survive to pass this way again. Time to be moving along. Hurry back. And barrel around to see us again. You know, I wonder, people that like Sriracha, they should knight them. Sriracha. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>